Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Good to be here today. Welcome to the cafe. Today we are speaking on a subject that is so important and it's our conduct as a ministry, our conduct as a ministry, our behavior as a ministry, our life as a witness. You know, this is something that will literally change how you live if you consider it. It'll change how you live. It's changed how I live. Amen. I was called to preach. I preached as a preacher boy. I was an adult, but I was with the lumped in with the preacher boys for some years. Amen preached online and so forth. Then the Lord finally called me to uh, plant a church, which we did. We planted a church shortly after. We went to go get some uh, food with my wife. I don't recall exactly where we were, but we went through a drive-thru and they had messed up the order or something. And I looked at my wife. I said, I can't believe they messed the order. It was late. We were hungry. I looked at her. I said, I can't believe they messed it up. And she looked at me and she said, you're a preacher now. Well, God had called me to preach before I was even born, I believe. He foreknew me, amen. But what she was bringing up was that my conduct mattered. Now, let me take this a step further. It's not just the preacher, but it's all of us in our very vocation that God has placed us in, whether it be student, whether it be office worker, whether it be on the factory line, whether it be in the store, whether it be uh, driving a car, whether it be driving a truck, whatever it is, God has called us to this vocation. I believe if, especially if you look at your work and you say, this is just what I meant to do, or this is where I ended up, or I keep ending up here, whatever it is, you can see God's hand of providence there. And now you have to be a witness for him. And there's a great passage of scripture There's a great passage of scripture here as I trip over my words uh, from 1 Corinthians 9, 18 through 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 18 through 27. What is my reward then? This is Paul writing. Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. And to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some What a beautiful verse. Uh, Verse 23, and this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, 
but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be cast away. I myself should be cast away. Beautiful verse from Paul here. Look, 1 Corinthians 9, we're getting into the deeper things. I believe we're getting into the spiritual meat uh, of the word, amen. And there's a lot of very deep doctrine. There's a lot of having to pause as you read it and say, let me search this up in the commentary or uh, in, in a preacher or teacher's eyes, help me get some understanding of this and praying to God for discernment. There's a lot of depth to Paul's writings, of course. But at the end of the day, What Paul is writing here is quite simple. He is saying that he wants to partake in what God's called him to do. He wants to earn a heavenly reward. And the way that he's going to do that is by not offending anyone and by being relatable to people. And so we as Christians are called to do this. Now, how do we do it? We have to look as Paul looked at each individual. We have to look and say, if this group of people, they... uh, Let's say they meet on Saturdays to worship. Well, if they meet on Saturdays and that's their holy day and they they know the Lord Jesus Christ is their Savior, are you going to go in to this group of people, let's say you meet on Sundays, and are you going to approach them in a manner that's legalistic, in a manner that that, that thumbs your nose up at them? And to just take that example anywhere you want to go. Uh, women that wear pants to church, women that don't, or whatever little thing there is that that gets in the way of Christian fellowship or in someone being saved, amen? Because what Paul is writing here is that there is a group of people that are either not saved or they're babes in Christ, and he doesn't want to offend them or discourage them. And so while he everything is lawful to him, he writes, as in he's saved by Jesus Christ, and because he's saved by the blood of Christ, he's no longer under the law. Christ has fulfilled the law, and so now he can live freely. You know, we as Christians, we're saved. If, if you've been saved, if you've accepted Christ as Savior, if you realize your need for a Savior, if you realize your offense, as I've spoken about here recently, if you realize your need for salvation and you live for the Lord, that's great. And if you stumble, that's okay. You don't come under condemnation. We believe in eternal security here. Christ died for all, for all mankind, one time. And when we accept that free gift of salvation, that that free gift, when Christ was risen from the dead, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the old man passes away, behold, all things become new, and we become new like Christ. We are no longer under the law. Amen. It doesn't give us license to sin. It doesn't give us permission to sin, but doctrinally speaking, God is being very clear in his word that we're not under the law. If you uh, go out with the, again, I just think of some of these denominations that, or, or groups that think very similarly to maybe uh, independent Baptist or a Baptist or uh, one of the other ones, and yet there's great division there. And that division sometimes, or that strife could lead a young Christian uh, or someone that would be saved, they could discourage them or even hinder their salvation. And that is completely opposed to the gospel. I think of when Jesus, when the disciples went to Jesus and said, there's a, some person, we don't know them, but they're, they're uh, casting out demons in your name. And Jesus said, uh, you know, essentially, don't worry about them. They're, they're with us. Just because you don't know them doesn't mean anything, right? That's what Jesus said. Leave them alone. Leave them be. Let them do what they're doing. And so we don't know God's plan. We know his ways are so much higher than our ways. We know the doctrine we get from his word. And we look in 1 Corinthians 9, 18 through 27. There's so much here. Paul says, remember, he was a Jew, uh, but he was also a Roman citizen. He had a unique 
uh, background there. And in verse 20, Paul writes, and unto the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews. He would go into the temple. Where would he always go first when Paul would go on his missionary journeys to preach the gospel? He would go into the temple. He would go to the Jews. Now, Paul's the apostle to the Gentiles because that's what God called him to do. Uh, God gave him that special revelation, that mystery. God, God gave it to Paul and Paul reveals it to us. That's why as church age believers, we put so much weight on Paul's epistles. At the same time, Paul went to the Jews and became as a Jew that he might win the Jews. Uh, to them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them, gain them that are under the law. Who made the law in the Old Testament? Who spoke to Moses? God did. So how dare we go to somebody that is trying to live by God's principles and act obnoxious to them and act rude to them and act superior to them in some way? No, no, we, we can't do that. We must um, love them and look at those commonalities. That's what Paul is doing. He's looking at the similarities, amen? Uh, if we meet somebody, uh, even let's say you meet someone that is a, a, a Orthodox Jew or a Hasidic Jew, they're, they're very much believing in the Torah or the Old Testament, we can find common ground with them, amen? And that's how it w- a conversation could start that could lead somewhere. Whereas if we just look at them and just shake our heads, well, what good is that going to do for the gospel? Amen. The the gospel of Jesus Christ is offensive. It is. And so what we need to do is be good stewards of that gospel by loving others and identifying with them. God has given us so many commonalities, so many things we have in common. I visited the neighbor the other day. They needed help with something. And um, they're a young couple. They've got a couple of young kids and they're just they remind me so much of our family. They're different, but they're so much, so similar. Amen. Just a couple houses down from us. And I'm in there and I'm looking around in their houses. I'm helping them move this thing. And I said to myself, we have so much in common that I didn't even think of, you know, just little things. My wife wants a fireplace and uh, this young lady's got a fireplace and uh, they've got uh, the, 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 the different computers set up and I've got computers set up similarly. And it's just like, man, we have so much in common these commonalities. I don't, I don't even think we're the same exact denomination. Amen. We're certainly not the same. Um, we don't look the same. Amen. We didn't go to the same schools. We don't have the same families, but we have so much in common. And so let's use these commonalities to bring forth more fruit in the gospel message. And that can work so many ways. It can work in winning souls to Christ. It can work in edifying and encouraging souls in Christ. Amen. Uh, as many preachers have said, there's no denominations in heaven, I don't believe. Now, there are the 12 tribes of Israel, as I've learned, and that that's what the disciples, they'll rule over those 12 tribes, and they'll be there. And so I believe God has great order in heaven, and there may be an order, of course, that I don't know about. I'm sure there is. But as far as I understand, there's no denominations. There are Christians. There are those that believe on Jesus Christ, specifically the blood atonement for our sin, the substitutionary death for our sin. That's who's there, those that truly believe. Let's keep going here. Verse 22, to the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. I love that verse so much because it's so poetic. Paul, he's going, he's going to do all he can for all different groups, right? That he might save some because we know many won't be saved. Many will turn a blind eye to the gospel, be willfully ignorant, um, have pride in the way, have have all kinds of reasons and 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 love the world more than they love God or love the family their family or or their whatever more than they love God. And you think I'm kidding, but tell tell someone that goes out and drinks every day, 
just go ahead and get rid of all that booze and 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 you see what they say, okay? I, I guarantee you there is literally people that are letting a can of beer get in the way of their salvation or they're letting a, a adult website or they're letting uh, some other sin and they're just saying, and they know it's a sin and they just don't want to give it up. It's so sad. And what Paul is saying here is we need to be loving. We need to be caring. We, if there's someone that's weak, we need to be weak with them. We need to identify with them. We need to help bear their burdens. And then some, not all, but some will be saved. And Paul writes, and, I, and this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you. For the gospel's sake, we must humble ourselves and be meek. Jesus was meek. Jesus, when he saw Zacchaeus, the, the, the tax collector who was corrupt, right? He didn't just wag his finger at him and say, how dare you? He said, I'm coming to your house for dinner. Do you see how he approached him? And Zacchaeus was convicted of his own sin and said, I'm going to give back three or fourfold whatever I've taken from anybody, Right. But Jesus, he just said, I'm coming to your house for dinner. Is that how we identify with people, that intimate idea of eating together and loving one another? And again, not compromising on our principles, but realizing the way to saving souls and edifying saints is identifying those commonalities and and loving each other. And yes, Paul writes in this very chapter about fornicators and how we should separate ourselves, or from this very uh, book, the book of Corinthians, I should say, how we should separate ourselves from fornicators and, and from these people that are breaking um, uh, that are breaking fellowship with God through sin, okay? So we are not supposed to be tolerant of all sins all the time, but at the same time, we are also supposed to be identifying with those that need it most. Let's identify with people today. Let's love people today, and let's let our love and our fellowship with them guide them and point to Jesus Christ through our conduct, through within our vocation, within our job. I wish I had more time. I always say that. I wish I had more time, but I hope and pray this message touches your heart here today. Thank you so much. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.